welcome to the Just Believe Podcast. I'm your host, Herbie Mack. Look, this podcast is raw, authentic, and unstripped. We're going to turn these hard conversations into conversations. This is the only way we can break the stigma when it comes to mental health and suicide prevention. Now, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review, baby. I need them five stars. Sit back, enjoy the show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Just Believe Podcast. I'm your host, Herbie Mack. Today, I'm honored to meet this young man. Um, we met through Eric Thomas Game Changers. Uh, and honestly, once I saw him and he was talking about this thing that we call yoga, I was like, yo, actually, I've done that a few times. And he actually looks like me and he's actually talking about it. I'm not a guru in it like him. I got to get him on because I'm always offering alternative routes about healing because everybody heals differently. And today I bring you the man, the myth, the legend, James Woods. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Hurry, Mac. How you feeling, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Um, you know, honestly, I want you to come on, share your story. I can't tell it like you, only you could tell it. But um, tell people the journey of like how you became that yoga dude. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. So I became officially the name that yoga dude, as I always say, the kids, man. Working in schools, kids, they're not going to remember James Woods, but they remember I'm the dude that does yoga. So they would call out, hey, is that yoga dude? Is that yoga dude? And that's really how I became that yoga dude, using it as a name, as a moniker. But me getting to the place where I'm on campuses, teaching kids and working with them in communities, uh, that was a little, that wasn't as smooth as that. So my background, I'm from California, born and raised in SoCal. I uh, was living in L.A., the Linwood area, and then moved out to Corona, which is like a, a suburb about an hour away from L.A. when I was uh, like 10 years old. And then I went to school in Xavier University of Louisiana. So I'm an okay. HBCU grad. You okay. Know, a lot of HBCUs out there. So I made it out of high school, which was cool. I was an athlete, a football player. All right. So playing football, that really helped me make it out of high school because you have to at least keep a C grade to be able to get out of high school. I just wasn't motivated in high school. Didn't really have an understanding of who I was, who I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. I was just going to school to not get in trouble and make it happen. But I went to Xavier and it was like, whoa, to see other, especially black males doing something in the academics and doing something positive and want more for themselves. It really just motivated and inspired me and it got me going. And so I got interested in psychology through that. Um, and it was crazy because my initial major was business. And then I just overheard a friend talking about their psychology class. And I was like, that sounds really cool. And I changed my major the next day. Ended up jumping in as a psychology major. Long story short, graduated from Xavier with a psychology major. And I came back home to California. For some reason, I was just done with New Orleans. Like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm ready to go. Shout out. I'm sick. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just wanted to come back. I wanted some in and out and then whatever, just something stupid. Shout but out to in and out by the way. <laughs> if you don't know about the, the hidden menu, you don't know what you're missing. But yeah, go ahead. Where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from the Bronx, but I went out to Cali. Um, me and the missus, we went out to Cali about two times. But okay. we was out there for like a week. And then the other time we was out there for like 10 days. So yeah, 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 yeah. I've been up. I've been, I've been in LA. And uh, we had traveled from L.A. all the way to San Diego. So we went to, like, uh, Long Beach. We went to, we went like, all over. It was just like, yeah, we here. Let's go. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. I, so, I got you, bro. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, next time you come out here, we got to go to um, get some animal-style fries, is what they call them, with the hidden menus and everything. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Bronx, man. I love New York. I love New yeah, York. Man. I made it back home to California. It still was like, what am I going to do? And I graduated college in 2008, and that was the economic downturn when everything crashed. So I'm getting out of college. I'm thinking like, yo, I just graduated college. I got this degree. I'm about to be on. I'm about to be rich. I'm, I'm doing everything I was supposed to do. And I get a job working at a group home. So if you don't know, working at a group home is working with kids. And I was working two jobs, working with kids and adults who basically were removed from their home for various reasons. And the kids were removed from their home because they were on probation. There was in a juvenile justice system. And this was my first introduction to working with youth. So I get there and these are the kids gang banging and dope slanging and doing all the things. But um, and being in their space and getting to know them, they was just they just regular kids. And they taught me a lot more than I taught them. And I just really fell in love with working with kids, especially young men. And it was predominantly young men of color, but it was all young men. And I decided that I wanted more and I wanted to help them more. I would use I would see them go into the therapist's office. They would go in tight tents with a mean mug face on that they would have to wear. And then it would come out just a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more calm. So I was like, okay, what's going on in this therapy thing? I would, and I got my degree in therapy after that. So I have my master's in clinical counseling and I was a therapist and it happened just to be my dream job. Like, yo, I get paid to talk to people and just listen. That's just what I was doing. And my guide whole life. them the right way if they need assistance. Right. Just to be there for them and create spaces for them to heal. And I loved it, but nobody told me that I had to continue working on my own healing. I was just showing up for them more than I was for myself. And, you know, they used the term burnout. I was burned out. I got burned out, especially working in communities that they call them at risk. And it was predominantly black and brown communities. I'm coming into homes. I'm working with their parents. I'm working with them. I'm going to their schools. I'm talking to the probation officers, their foster parents, the social workers. They don't teach you that in school, how to handle that, how to manage that. Loving my job, doing my job. But one day, one of my supervisors, now she was a cool white lady. She was like a hippie type of white lady. But she always said just the perfect things at the staff meetings, always real cool. And she was like, yeah, James, I know you're an athlete. You work out and you play football and all that kind of stuff. But I see you kind of looking, your energy is not there. You know, you kind of looking, you know, burnt out. I'm like, okay. She said, you know, you should try this thing, this yoga thing. And I'm like, um, if you didn't realize I'm a black man and black, men don't, you know, we don't do yoga. I ain't gonna wear the tights and do the little funny stuff. That's where my mind was. But then she finally convinced me to go to yoga and I tried it. I, I get into the yoga space. I'm like, all right, this is, it's going to be a breeze. I'm just going to be stretching and doing this. Had no idea about it. And then I get into the yoga studio and I'm like, all right, it's kind of funky in here. It stinks, it's musty, it's sweaty. All sweat, baby. <laughs> Getting it all out. Yes. And I look around and I'm the only person in there that's a man and probably the youngest by about 20 years. I'm like, all right, this is some old ladies. I'm about to just kill this thing. But we start class, we do this whole meditation thing. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of weird. But then we finally start getting into the, the downward dog and the warriors and the postures that require a little more. And I'm I'm sweating, I'm shaking, I'm breathing hard. I'm like, oh, this is this is real. This is the workout. I, was, I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I, 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 
And I look to my left and to my right, and these older women is just killing it. They breathing it, and they making it look smooth and, and just handling it. I'm like, what am I doing? And then finally, we make it to like the end of the class. And this is the part where you lay down and relax. It's called Shavasana. And at the end of the class, you get that chance to just sit with all the work that you did and sit with all your thoughts, your feelings, your body's relaxed, your mind is relaxed, you're full of oxygen, you're oxygenated. And it really just gave me that release that I hadn't had in a long time. It gave me that relaxation, that calm, that peace that I was struggling with for a long time as I was continuously in the conflict of, man, do I want to keep doing this therapy thing? Am I like, this right for me? I'm depressed now. I'm anxious now. And I'm supposed to be helping these kids and helping these families. What's going on? But just for that moment in that yoga class, I was able just to chill and relax and take a breath. And at that point, it was like, ooh, yeah, this is something I want to do and I want to continue to do. And this is something that I want to share with the kids that I work with and share with the families that I work with. So it kind of just took off of there from me where I kept going back to yoga class and, you know, kept doing my thing as a therapist. And I moved to Long Beach. You mentioned Long Beach. I ended up moving to Long Beach. And it so happened that right down the street from me was a donation-based yoga studio. You know, you talked about, you know, having them funds. Classes can be a little high sometimes. It was a donation-based yoga studio. I'm like, bet, let's go. Sometimes I'm going to drop $10. Sometimes I'm going to drop $1, you know. But... I happened to go into the studio one day that they were doing a raffle. Um, They're doing like a raffle or something like that. And I put my ticket in and I won a yoga teacher training. A yoga teacher training can be like two grand or four grand. Cool. I won. And it just transformed my life after that. I started going to the yoga teacher training. It was a four-month program. Every other weekend, I was exposed to different types of folks, different types of thinking. I learned how to use my body and my mind in different ways. And it really helped me to just elevate myself beyond my own anxiety and my own depression and see new possibilities for who I am and who I could become. And like many other people, I did the yoga teacher training and I quit my job. I was like, I'm done. I want to just travel the world, teach yoga go across the world and do my thing. I'm just going to figure it out. And I was ready to do it. I quit my job and I got on a Greyhound bus and I went to uh, from LA to Boston. So I saw the country and my world trip really ended in like Atlanta. I stopped off in Atlanta. I had some family and friends there. That's about as far as I made it. But I get to Atlanta, I'm in the cafe. I'm with a old friend who's a mentor and we're talking about this stuff he's like man what you gonna do my man i don't know i'm just gonna travel make it work see what i can do i got a gig a yoga gig i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and he's like yo you got something here it's not many people that look like you who both have the education as well as the training experience in this yoga stuff and you know it's something that can be beneficial especially to the boys that you work with and i'm like man you know what but just it's just something to I really want to be free. I want to be free. And then I pulled out a napkin, pulled out a pen, and I wrote down, feel free to feel free. And feel free to feel free has just been the name of the organization and just been really the name of the mission that we've been working towards with our mission of just helping people to find that peace, find that calm, find that wellness within themselves through the yoga, the mindfulness, the meditation, the the different training and the counseling and stuff, bringing it all together to help folks really achieve that freedom. Um, you know, I know you are in game changers because I know you want to use your voice 
to help other people and also achieve your own freedom. And that's really what I'm I'm doing yeah. as well too, man. So yeah. no, no, shout out to you for, for doing that. Um I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I had the same effect with you as far as like yo, know, yoga. Like like yeah. you know, my friends are um like my friends are all different types of friends. So like I, I used to work in a casino. So like, you know, you have all different types of cultural backgrounds. So my right, homegirl right. who is Italian, she's like, yo, let's go do yoga. And I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, I ain't wearing no tights, man. I got some basketball shorts <laughs> and a white tee. I was just like you. And right. and I'm so used to playing basketball, right? I was like pretty good in basketball. Like I played against a, a couple of cats who made it to the NBA, probably like 11, like all the time in the AAU circuit. Uh, just my grades was the reason why I didn't get offered a scholarship. I was, I was checked out mentally, but um, so I'm like, yo, I'm about to crush it. And we get there and it, it was me and another guy. So this other guy, I'm like, oh, he ain't an athlete. I'm about to, I'm about to work him. Just like how you said, he's going to work them old ladies. And then I'm trying to like do that downward dog thing. Yeah, and then yeah. I get like tapped. And I'm like, yo, who's tapping me? It's the instructor. She's like, hey, you, you might need this help. <laughs> and she hands me like a band. And I was like, oh man, I am the weakest link. Right. But, but like at that point, I didn't even care. It wasn't even the, the, the competitive side, but it was what you said. Mm-hmm. Stillness. I learned something that day. Stillness is key. Mm-hmm. I was struggling with my depression and, and my suicide ideation. But at that moment, just sitting there, just breathing in and breathing out. The power okay. of just pausing. You know, right. I think we're in a in a in a age and a time where go, 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 go. Yo, let me see, let me check out my phone. Let me see this. I gotta see what's on social media. Who's who's going live? Who's doing this? Right. Who's doing that? Let me check out this new YouTube video. And sometimes we get so lost into other people's lives that we don't yeah. take a moment to appreciate our lives. There's something that you said that was so powerful that you know, the, the, the young woman or the older woman that came in was like, hey, just, just try this out. And you realize, she realized that you wasn't putting on your own oxygen mask. You was just assisting others, but not assisting yourself. And I try to explain that to people. I like every, every Sunday, no matter what, right? I take a break from social media. I just take a break. Sunday is like family day. Whatever the missus want to do with the wild kids, we're going to do, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's my stillness moments. Like I can, I can only give my energy to the world and help out others. And and all right, okay, cool. Hey, can you coach me up with this and struggling with that? I can right. work with you any day you want. But Sunday, that's my day. I got to be selfish to be that person that you need to, to be. And I think it's important for you to, to say that. But then right. not only that, you realize, hold on, this this is something that I can actually teach others. Right. I, I actually went to school. I got this degree in psychiatry, uh, right. psych- psychology, and right. not only that, now I can show you how to really own it. Right. And I think that is something that's special. When you, when I first heard you in uh, Game Changes and you was talking about yoga, and I was like, oh yeah, that's crazy. On my vision board, I kid you not, <laughs> I got a, I got a black guy. I have my vision board in my office so I could see it every day for motivation, and I'm like, and I told my wife, my, it might not be this year. But by the by next year, by the end of next year, I'm gonna have a certification in yoga. Nice. Because I was like, it's it's something that's really beneficial. And there's not enough of us to talk about it. It's not a race thing or anything like that, but I just want people to understand that it's a human thing. It's a human like, thing. You know, it's a human thing. It's we right. all get stressed out, especially during this pandemic. Hopefully that can end as soon as possible. 
Right. But there's certain things and certain tools that we need to do for our souls to give the energy to husband, girlfriend, bo- boyfriend, right. whatever, right? To love one or just even to the job. Because even driving to work can be stressful. Now I got to wear a mask. Now they want me to double mask. Like that is stress. Right. And you got to hope. As soon as you hear somebody cough, you're like, hey, yo, you got to go, bro. <laughs> you got to go, right? right? So so, so even if we can teach people about it, right? Like I told you um, off camera that I use this thing for my healing journey, mm-hmm. right? Like I was... Yo, let me Google yoga. I'm trying to do it with the people. And I'm like, it ain't the same feeling. Right. Because like, like, I have a question. Like, hey, am I doing this right? I'm rewinding the same part. I feel off. But to, to sit there and meet someone like you, mm-hmm. I can be like, yo, when the next time you're doing a session? That I, I can actually be there with you. And we can do it or whatever. And you can just right there probably stop me. Hey, hey, you've been in way too far. You're breathing wrong, right? Because that is a big thing to yoga. People don't understand it's the power of breathing in and out. I had to learn that. Grown man sitting right. there, back hurting, breathing like I, I, I was 400 pounds or something. <gasps> and the lady was like, hey, you're putting too much energy into it. Slow down and just breathe. Right. And, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is why I'm happy that you're on. Yeah. And to be honest, you, to, to offer people another alternative. Yeah. And I mean, you, you got it. You said so much with especially people who have a hard time being vulnerable. And that does, across genders, across ethnicities, backgrounds. I work with a lot of principals and many principals or educators or just people in high positions and institutions feel like they cannot be vulnerable because they have to be a leader, leaders in general. I'm a leader, I can't be vulnerable, whatever. And yoga yoga is a practice that really helps me to be vulnerable with myself. And trust that being vulnerable with myself is going to empower other people. It really helps to break down those barriers that I have for myself. Because, you know, just growing up, it's a lot of parts of me that's like, Mm-mm, I can't feel that anymore. I can't think that anymore because that's hurt. That's pain. But being able to have a practice where I constantly, as you said, breathe and allow that feeling of discomfort to be to just be there, you know. As we go through our yoga practice, you're going to be uncomfortable. As you said, you're going to require some adjustments. You're going to question, am I doing this right? Is this the way it's supposed to go? But as you breathe through it, you start to build and develop that acceptance of where you are. And your body just starts to open up and your mind starts to open up. It was very difficult for me initially to allow myself to be vulnerable physically, visually, mentally, spiritually, just to have myself open. You know, in some of those poses, you physically are open yeah. and can't do this. I'm I can't a- do that. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. My, my, my backside's way up to the right. air. This, this ain't me, man. Yeah. Right. No, I definitely get it. No, no. Um, I'm glad that you said that because being a male, and especially an African-American male, mm-hmm. we have to have a hard, like, mm-hmm. you know, aura about us. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like, I learned, like, man, that's stupid. Like, right. I, just, I am who I am. I'm human. If right. you cut me, if I cut her, if I cut him, we all going to bleed the same, right? right? So I'm just like, own it. And I realize vulnerability is not a weakness. It's actually a superpower, right? We just have to know how to use it. Now, I'm not going to be vulnerable to the guy and like target or something like that. Or like, oh my God, like I'm going through this. now. Nah, but there's a certain place to be vulnerable, right? It's with a loved one, with family, or even with yourself. So- doing, doing a hot yoga, right? Mm-hmm. I had to be vulnerable with me. Like, hold on, man. I'm not as flexible or athletic as I thought I was. Right. But then as we're sitting down and we're breathing, you have that moment to just think. 
And I was thinking about everything that I was experiencing, right? The trauma. And I realized the reason why I was thinking about it, because, you know, the the adult version of me, my trauma was during my teenage years, Mm -hmm. was like, oh, man, I wish I could have did this. I wish I could have did that. And I had to sit back and, wait, you know what? That happened for a reason. What did I learn from it? Right. And that's what the power of stillness, right? Just being still and just owning it and being vulnerable. You know what? I can't afford. I, I can't. I can't change the past, but I can change my my future. Right? right. That helped me out so much, especially during yoga. And I did probably, uh, probably like ten sessions. Okay. Right. And then the work schedule like switched up, so I couldn't even go to the class anymore, uh, with my home girl. And I'm just like, man, like, yo, we need. I need to do this more because I felt something in it. Like my wife just did a uh, yoga class like a couple of months ago. And she was in a rut, right? She did a yoga class. Like one of her Facebook friends was like, hey, I'm doing yoga. I'm a teacher. You know, I need to get the reps in. Right. And when she did it, you know, I got the kids. I, you know, let her do her thing. Instantly, I kid you not, you see the change in her. Mm-hmm. She was in a rut of like, ah, oh, you know, my body changing, you know, I have the kids and whatever. And then instantly I was like, hey, we need to do more of this. And she's like, how right. can we create the time? And I'm just like, don't worry. I feel like either one of us is going to become a yoga instructor or or I'm going to sneak away to get you access to one right. because it's important. It's important it, to just own that moment of yourself and just right. slowing down the world. Like when you said meditation, that's something I try to do every day if I can. Yeah. And you don't have to sit there with the criss, what is it? Uh, crisscross applesauce style. Right. You can just sit there and just chill right? right? and just slow it down. It's huge. It's important. The thing I love about yoga is you have that awareness, access, and application. So for me, I had to find out about it. I had to get, gain a sense of awareness, and then I had to find access to it. And you can go to a yoga studio, or you can cut on your YouTube. You can cut on um, a video, whatever. There's so much yoga content out there, and there's so many people who are out there willing to do it with you. And like you said, the foundation of it is breathing, being able to breathe. You don't have to sit. You don't have to do any. You can. I know so many people who use their shower to meditate, just feeling the water run over them and being present in, in there with their breath, um, being in the car while you're in the middle of the traffic, getting some breaths in. So, you don't, you know, take off on somebody uh, with your kids as soon as they take a second to just turn around, lay down for a second or even in the middle of it, you breathing with them to help them to calm down and learn those techniques. Yoga is something that it doesn't require any money. It doesn't require any extra materials and things like that. The mat, the class, all that is extra. But you can just really jump up or even stay in your bed and do some yoga and breathe and stretch and feel good. When the muscles starting to open up and you're getting the oxygen rushing to your brain and rushing through the different parts of your body, it changes the chemicals in your body. I woke up this morning not getting enough sleep. But I get on my mat, I get on my yoga practice, those endorphins start kicking in. It's like having a cup of coffee. I'm ready for my day. And I didn't have to make a financial investment. Uh, really, it's just a time investment. And it is something that I can share with other people by just me being a little bit brighter and then tell them, hey, man, I see, you need to take a breath or, you know, take a breath, chill, relax. And working with kids, I, I do that a lot. So it's one of the most cost-effective, time-effective, beneficial things that you can do. So that's why I really like sharing it and providing it with people. It can be intimidating for people 
because a lot of people see yoga as, okay, I got to be skinny. I got to be able to touch my toes and backflip and double dip. Nah, you just got to breathe. That's it. Breathe and move. And like you said earlier, we get caught up so much in life that we put those things to the back burner, but really just taking some time to breathe throughout your day. That's it. And just just three deep breaths will really help you to refocus and recenter your day. And it's something to take that time away from that stress and everything that you're into. And you also said, talking about um, a lot of us, you know, when we talk about anxiety, it's about what's going to happen in the future. Oh, man, it's going to happen. That, oh, man, this is. And then when we talk about depression, what happened in the past? I can't change this. This happens. Why don't I do this? Yoga really brings you into that place of the present in the moment, in the right now. Right now, my legs are stretching. Right now, I'm breathing. Right now, my eyes are closed. Right now, I can feel this on my skin. I can feel that. You begin to use your body as a right now instrument. Your breath is the only breath that you can take. Like, you can't take yesterday's breath. You can't take tomorrow's breath. You're taking the breath that you're taking right now. And that helps you come back into the moment. And, um... I know a lot of us stress out about what's the next moment going to be. So we can put that next moment in the next moment, but we can stay focused in the present to help us build out what we want to do and just be okay with where we are in life. And that's something that I constantly practice every day is some breathing and some moving just to be okay with where I'm at right now in my life. No, I love it. I love it. I, I want to go back to your story um, when you was in ATL and after you finished writing down your mission statement, what was the next moves after that the next thing after that was deciding that this is what i'm going to do it was it was really a decision that i made I, it came to me it really was divinely passed down to me i feel like and then it was like all right now i i'm deciding that this is what i'm going to build out my life and this was about probably eight or nine years ago and it's constantly been a daily decision to stake that decision. And what I mean by making that decision is like, okay, I was going to go take off and travel the world, but it's like, all right, let me go back home and let me figure out what I can do from my current place. What, what can I do to start this feel free to feel free mission? What does it look like? Let me look at my contacts I have from working as a therapist. Let me look at my contacts I have from working as a um, yoga instructor. And then let me just look at myself. What is it that I want to do with this? What is it that I want it to look like? And it's had some various variations throughout the years, but it always has come back to me working with kids, working with families, and providing these skills and stuff. So my next step was deciding, all right, James, I'm going to do this. And a lot of that decision was based on me believing that I was, just believe, me believing that I was able and capable of doing this. Like, Growing up, I never thought I was going to be doing anything besides just kind of, you know, just finding a job and settling down and whatever that means. And that's dope. But then to understand that I was able to build something for myself, it was outside my concept of who I currently thought I was. So me deciding that I was enough to be able to build something out of my own vision, out of my own imagination, out of something that was handed to me was my next step. So just just believing was really my next step. Yeah, no, no, that's powerful. I, it, what's crazy is like, we're from different sides of the country, right? And, and we have similar backgrounds. Like, I had no idea what the hell I was gonna do after yeah. high school, right? I thought about like doing a college thing, but it's like, college, I had no direction, right? Barely had enough grades to really like get in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for that, it was just like, man, I thought I was just going to probably get a job at like a regular nine to five or just look at, at like my father's a garbage man. 
So he's like, yo, if you want this job, you can do that. But over the years, I watched him literally watch his body break down. So I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And honestly, like this, like me doing this podcast and, and, and sharing my story with the world and, and actually like coaching people, I never even thought that was possible. The entrepreneurship is something I'm so grateful for to have it because that wasn't exposed to me. Now, like, you know, you see people like Eric Thomas, uh, Tony Robbins, even whoever, like somebody, somebody in your neighborhood can be an entrepreneur nowadays, right? Like with multiple real estate properties and whatnot. And that really gave me a chance to like dig deep in myself. I'm like, yo, do I really want to work for somebody else? Right. Right. Like I have the ability that they have the ability to do. It's the same 24 hours that we have access to. What are, what are they doing wrong? Well, what are they doing right? And I'm, what am I doing wrong? Right. And honestly, it was um, like, you know, my, my ex-girlfriend, who's now my wife, the one who uh, found me in uh, a position, um, okay. if it wasn't for her, right? Like, hey, you know, like, you're alive. You shouldn't be alive. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? And I had to sit down and think, right? And my, my brother who introduced me to like Eric Thomas, like back in the day, he's like, hey, you know, you ever thought about like speaking and sharing your story? You can help others. And it's just like... Uh-huh. Yo, you can get paid for that. <laughs> like it was something like I was like, yo, people pay you for that. And I had to dig deep, but not only deep in just storytelling, but deep into to me, right? Like, man, am I really here to sit to tell the whole world my dark secrets right. of the attempts of my mindset and what I was doing and whatnot? And now being strong enough to do it and do this. Honestly, I, I'm grateful to 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 meet you and to connect with you because it's inspiring right. to see someone that looked like me that said. F the world, I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. And, and and you're doing it, you know what I mean? And I'm doing it as well. So it's like, man, I, I want to say thank you for the inspiration and, and all that, man. Because you're not only inspiring me, but you're inspiring someone else that's in the community that's like, man, here goes this, that yoga dude who's <laughs> actually coming in and he's work, he works for himself. He looks like me. Maybe this gang banging thing, I don't really have to do. Right. Or maybe I don't, maybe, maybe it's not just football or basketball or even sports. I don't have right. to sit there and rap. I don't got to be the next Kendrick Lamar or the next, you know, game or whoever. Right. Like, yo, I can actually just be my own boss and just do this. He found something that he loves doing. And I think yeah. it's important to, to get that message out there. I know there's someone's probably listening and it's like, hey, I never looked at it like that. But we all have, I feel like, unique talents. We just have right. to learn how to own it and use it. But not only do that, but be comfortable in our own skin. Like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, yeah I can do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can do it. I have my doubts. And and even when I signed up for game changes, I'm like, yo, uh, right. I don't know if I can do this. And yeah. like, like as I, you know, we get ready to wrap this up, get ready to wrap it up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. Like now I can see the vision now, you know, because we right. all need the importance of a mentor and, and getting that mentorship is key. Um, but before I let you go, what i'm trying to think of how how to ask this question okay now what can what would you tell someone who wants to do who wants to do yoga but really not sure if it's the right thing like i'm on the fence i don't know man i hear these guys having this conversation about it sounds like it could be good but i don't know what would you tell someone i would tell them that whatever barrier they have to doing yoga they're probably already doing yoga or they did a form of yoga before. Like it's, it's about breathing and it's about moving and it's about checking in with yourself. So 
a lot of times yoga, like I said, the perception of it looks like you have to be something. But yoga literally is for everybody and for every mindset. Yoga is you taking time out just to sit in your car before you go into that job you hate and take a breath and relax. Yoga is you relaxing your shoulders and you recognize how tense you are because you've been playing games all day or whatever. Yoga is that pause you have before you step in into an argument or something like that. Yoga is just really taking that pause. And when you create a formal practice around it, like taking a class or something, it's just helping you expand on what's already within you, what's already within your body. It doesn't have to be a spiritual practice. It doesn't have to be a practice where you, you know, got a chant or anything like that. It can just be you getting up at night or in the morning, whatever, and making yourself feel good, giving yourself what your body desires to feel good. Your body desires to breathe. Your body desires to move. We are in a society in a time where we spend so much time sitting on a couch, sitting in chairs, not even before the pandemic. We've all been Netflixed out and sitting in cars and everything like that. Your body is designed and desired to move. So I would tell them, long story short, try it and let me know how you feel. If you feel any difference, any I can't even say if you feel better or whatever, just if you feel different, if you feel just lighter, if you feel like some stuff came up for you, if you feel like, you know, oh man, no, I didn't know that I was that tight. I didn't know that I was... You know, I didn't know that I was feeling like I wasn't enough or whatever like that. Just to shift your mind in a place where you can start to develop yourself is one of the most powerful things you can do. So take time to just focus and expand on what you're already doing. Relax your shoulders, breathe, take a second, stretch your legs, take that walk outside and focus on your breath. And you're going to start to be pulled into yoga organically. If you're listening to this, you're already thinking about yoga. You're already thinking about the benefits of it. You probably are an athlete. You probably did some kind of physical thing before. You probably even just like watching the sunset and taking a breath and having a, a little bit of time for yourself. Expand on that. Just keep pouring some water in it. And let it grow some more. So just keep expanding on what you already know feels good for your body. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I think it's powerful to, to get that in. You know, I got to, hey, come on. You got to do the social media and everything, man. People going to be looking for you now. Sure. Follow me at that yoga dude. That's D as in dog, A-T-Y-O-G-A-D-U-D-E. Um, Instagram, Facebook, all the Twitter, all the social medias. You can go to my website, www.datyogadude.com. Um, we have a free wellness guide on there that you can check out. More tips and tools about how you can get into yoga. We have a whole book, kind of like beginning yoga, breaking it down, where you can see the words and then you can check out the videos. You can follow my YouTube channel, That Yoga Dude, slash Feel Free to Feel Free. And man, we really, we love working with people who are beginning their yoga journey. We make it fun. I'm joking the whole time I'm teaching yoga uh, and, and just letting you be you because I got to be me. You know, that's what we all about. Yes, 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 yes. Oh man! Oh, actually, the, the yeah. Before before we go, go. It's something that I wanted to ask you. Now, just now, just all of a sudden popped up in my head. Uh-huh. Did you see the difference from, like, you know, the therapy that she was giving people, mm-hmm. and then from like doing yoga? Like, was there like a big difference in like their personality, or was it like still the same as like a change? Therapy is something that is progressive and it's something that is 
people will have to process like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that I'm processing it. Yoga is immediate. You immediately feel better after taking a couple of breaths, relaxing and stuff. So yoga is a tool that you can use in any situation you can use while you're even in a heated situation. And it's going to immediately bring you change because it, it changed your physiology, it changed your body chemistry. It makes you feel different. You know, uh, we do a whole lot of things to make us feel different. We smoke, we drink, we eat. We do all those things physically because we want to feel different. You breathing, you moving your body is going to have that same effect. It's going to make you feel different immediately. And I love the yoga. I mean, I love the therapeutic practice because you see people start to unravel all the things that held them tight and confined throughout their lives. So you see those traumas just begin to fall off and fall away. And yoga is a big piece in helping you to helping you to ease through that process as much as possible. Like because a bridge. It, yeah, it's a bridge. You know, it can be very, it can be traumatic to look at your traumas. But if you have a tool to help you relax and calm down while you're going through it, like yoga, it can be very beneficial. So that's a great question. Yeah. Yoga is immediately, you feel a difference. Therapy is just, you know, it's a process that you're working on and growing through. Yeah. Yeah. Now I had to get that in. I, I, I wanted to ask that, but, um, we was talking and I was engaged into it, but yeah, no, no, I just wanted, I want to hear that not only for me, but mm-hmm. for people that's listening. I want them to soak that up because if you are going through therapy, I think it's amazing to do yoga as well. Yes, like, sir. It's, it's a great bridge. I told you like, I, I real fast, my story, I, I never went to a therapist, right? Oh. I couldn't afford it. I was broke. Um, but I look for alternative routes to heal, right? Like I just called the suicide lifeline number mm-hmm. and they just gave me a whole bunch of tips to do. And then when I looked into um, Eastern medicine, mm-hmm. yoga, uh, cupping, acupuncture, um, and what else I did? Oh my goodness, I did something else. Tai I can't th- Huh? Tai Chi. Yes, 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 yes. I did all of that, right? And um, because it was like, okay, I can kind of afford this, right. but I instantly got like transformation, like physically, like people was like, oh, okay, like, dude, are you, like, you're good. But I know, like, I still had, like, some wounds that I needed to heal, and I couldn't afford one, so I just kept writing things out, and I realized um, there was a situation when I was playing basketball. Uh, my high school coach was like, what's the weakest point of your game, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're, like, 15, 16, you're like, dude, I don't know. You're the coach. You got to tell me, man. Like, yo. And um, he told me, like, you have to learn this. So this way, your opponent can't, you know, they don't have a chance to, to put you out on public like that. It's like, I bet. So I took that, that same thing that my, my high school coach taught me and I wrote all my, my story out and I realized the weakest point of my game, quote unquote, which is my triggers was the, mm. the death of my sister passing at three from a cancer and then how my parents responded, right? Mm. Like once I left the Bronx um, from a crazy shootout situation, wow. that's the reason why I left and I came to Tampa where I'm at now they never really was like there with me, right? Like they didn't really check in on me. It was like out of sight, out of mind. So that just like took me to a dark place. Mm-hmm. Because I was able to take that philosophy from my high school coach, I didn't need a therapist to like tell me. I figured it out after just like six months of writing. Oh, wow. But I had to learn how to like, okay, how can I address this? And that, you know, the 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 conversation with my parents was uncomfortable, obviously. Like, hey. Because yeah. of your guys' parenting skills, I try to off myself. But right. then it was like a conversation that 
I had to take another step back. It wasn't just about me. What the hell did they went through? What trauma did they go through to do this to their child? That's it. And then that changed the whole mindset. Man, I, I tell you, this is a great episode. Um, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. One that, man, you got me going. I just want to say one thing. I'm sorry. Um, yes, you having that internal inquiry where you're looking into yourself and that coach planting that into your brain. And I that's definitely a big part of yoga. Every time you're doing a pose, you're looking into yourself. Does this feel good? Does this not feel good? Am I relaxed? Am I calm? Last yoga class, I was a little bit here. Now I'm a little bit here. So having that self-inquiry always is challenging yourself. And, you know, ET and all them talk about it. How do you take accountability for yourself? How do you check in on yourself? Some people are like, this is the way I am. This is how I'm going to be. That's it. I can't do nothing else. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. But when you start practicing yoga, you start acknowledging that, wow, I have multiple ways of being. One day I'm on my meditation couch and I'm cool. The next day I'm on my meditation couch and I can't even sit there and vice versa for the physical postures and poses and all that, too. So every time you do a practice of meditation and yoga, you are asking yourself the question, what's going on with me right now? So you're always finding out what's going on with you in that present moment. And your coach asking you that of what's going on with your game and you asking yourself that through writing, through searching for different ways to heal is a huge part of yoga. Just that self-discovery process, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, 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 man. You know, I told you in Game Changes, we don't really get a chance to like connect, you know, like that. Um, but yeah, you know, that's why I was like, I, I wanted to reach out to you um, because like yoga was a big part of my healing journey, right? Like once I saw a whole different world of it, it was like, oh, wow, the power of stillness is like amazing. But yes, yes. All right, guys. All right, <laughs> we're done. We're done. We went down a rabbit hole I wasn't ready for. Uh, but this was amazing. Um, and I hopefully I can get James back later on, um, especially to, to break it down, because I told you I'm a big fan of yoga. But until then, guys, we see you next time. Peace. Peace. Great episode, man. Today's episode of the Just Believe Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're currently going through a mental health challenge, don't be scared to look in the show notes and reach out to those resources. If people are going to put labels on you, tell them, look, labels are made for jars, not people. Whatever obstacles that's facing in front of you, you can overcome that as long as you just believe. Until then, I'll see you next week. Peace.